Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of the Cracked Eye Podcast. My name's Anwar, and I play Temid on the show. I want to start off by saying I really hope everyone out there is safe and healthy during these unprecedented times, and maybe we can help take your mind off of things with a couple of really exciting things that I have to talk about today. First, we've actually reached 10 iTunes reviews, finally, and... I've been really amazed by the overwhelming support that the reviewers have shown us. And now we're actually working on how to best do this raffle remotely. So stay tuned. Second, we're finally into book two of the AP. I know, I'm as shocked as you. I didn't think we'd get here. And to commemorate, we started off this episode by discussing second edition Pathfinder and the AP itself before taking some questions from listeners. That's right. There are people out there that care enough about this show to send us actual, thoughtful questions. I'm as shocked as you are. We also couldn't help ourselves, and we snuck a little bit of gameplay in there at the very end, about the last 20 minutes or so. If you have any questions for us, you can always reach us on Twitter at The Cracked Eye, on our Instagram at The Cracked Eye Podcast, on Facebook as The Cracked Eye Podcast, and of course, you can always reach us via email, which is show at thecrackedeyepodcast.com. And just in case you need any of this information at a later date, you can always find this on our website, which is thecrackedeyepodcast.com. Notice the theme here? But either way, thank you all so much for listening. I'm not going to take up any more of your time, so on to episode 35. Oh, okay, no, we're not doing this. Welcome <laughs> to the 35th episode of the Crack Dive Podcast. Boo! <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, why are you booing oh, us? because he quit the, at the end of last episode. That's right. Okay. Uh, I think we well, cut when it Sean was crumpling up the paper map that our listeners didn't have to listen to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, if anyone of you heard that, you would have quit the podcast too. Like, that was bad. That was it's really part bad. part of our new ASMR Why are you channel? here? Yeah. Because I, I'm trying to sabotage it from within. I'm the Ron Swanson of this podcast. <laughs> if there was a drinking game for this podcast, every time every time yeah, Edward quits, finish your drink. <laughs> oh, we would have less. At least less an episode. <laughs> it would be one drink per episode. I only quit once per no, episode. No, no, no. But, but depending on when you quit, you have to shoot your drink down and then yeah. keep drinking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you might. You so might. that's going to be a t-shirt soon, I think, where it's going to be Anwar's little alchemist chibi and just, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Running away from the show. Yeah. <laughs> so before we jump too far into the next book, I want to take uh, a few minutes, just a few, not many, and I kind of want to do a quick summary of the first book. So if we have any new listeners, they can jump in on episode one of season two. No, episode one of season one. Well, listen yes. to our entire show. They should show. absolutely go back. Yeah. Do not tell them not to listen to it's our like show. We will watch. not explain any of our jokes to you. No. <laughs> it's like the office watch where you have you watch it up to the point where they start watching the documentary, watch it all again, and then watch the last episode. That <laughs> way <laughs> no, you get stuck in an infinite loop if you're not careful. Yeah. Gotta keep track. So I want to look at the table here, ask everyone, what were your thoughts on that first book? Be nice. No, <laughs> but honestly, what it, w- this is a new system, uh, new adventure path. First time any of us really have played second edition. Thoughts on the, the story so far? Questions that I might be able to answer? Anything like that? One thing I do want to start off saying is I, I've pay- played and GM'd and read a few APs. And I think um, 
Paizo is starting to get a really good handle of like balancing role play and combat. And maybe it's the way that we play it, but I just feel like that's just been the case where they're, I don't want to say forcing more role play, but like creating more opportunities for built in role, role play. And I think that's what they were kind of looking for in second edition is, is more of those role play opportunities. Yeah. I, I really like that it's a nice streamlined system, but it's still got like some of the crunch there. If you really want to dig into it. So it's got that nostalgic tabletop feel without being super, super role heavy, like uh, math heavy. I also think that this adventure path was written. I, it, it feels like it has something for anybody who yes. like, if you like a thing, it's probably here. So it's got, you know, like go into a place, clear out the monsters, take it over, which is very, you know, first and second edition where you have like a stronghold. It's got the like the kingdom building mechanics that were kind of cool but maybe over a little overbearing from kingmaker and some of the other um ap's in in first edition so it's it's enough that if that's your jam like it's here for you but it's that's not the whole game right so if you hate it like just take five minutes and let everybody else do it and then you can move on with you know, going yeah. to the Wangi Expanse and stabbing a gorilla or whatever it is we're going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I play with stab gorillas. And, and, don't look at me like when you say that. That they're leaning towards, like, or not even that they're leaning towards. I'm sure this was an option in the first edition, but very much on the, you don't have to solve a situation with violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, I think, written, uh, the way the AP is written. Yeah. Like, if you, good writing gives we'll multiple yeah, yeah m- multiple ways to solve a situation and i think that's always good so gming i know i've only gm'd level level one to five creatures so far but the longest stat block i have looked at completely yeah is only half a page and even in the future books no spoilers but in the future books even the, some of the high f- level 15 16 creatures that i've l- looked at their stat block is at most half a page and that coming from first edition where you would turn page after page after page in in the adventure paths and see they have this and this and this it's made it they've really done a great job of streamlining we'll have to take your word for it yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i know that one of the biggest challenges as a gm is um running a spellcaster yeah we've only seen like one of those we've seen vaz i think that's about it so they're the ones that always have like a page of spells that you have to, f- and, and of course it doesn't tell you what those do. So then you have to reference the book, and that's a lot of prep. Um, As someone so, who plays spellcasters quite frequently, oh my god, even playing one is <laughs> so. So good luck, Sean, is what I'm saying. Thanks. Uh, I'm sure we'll find them. I'm sure everything's not going to be a, a gorilla to stab. Yeah. No. <laughs> any anyone else have any thoughts, questions? To just weigh a little bit in the other direction, though, I kind of wish there was a little bit more to multi or. or you know, dual classing or multi-classing, whatever you want to call it. Because um, that's something I really liked from first edition. And I think right now, just kind of taking a couple of feats or taking a feat to gain access to other feats is not the, you know, not not as fulfilling. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, especially it's a if it's like your class feat. It's like, make what you do right now really cool or like get first level stuff at fifth level for your other one. Not even that. It's like you take one feat and that feat get, lets you take other feats. So it's almost like an empty feat sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I have to agree that it's a bit disappointing coming from first edition, being able to like mix characters together or I want to do like uh, like a hybrid between a couple things. Like you just, it's just not that really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I agree. It is one of the things that I looking at it from a player perspective is something I miss. But who knows? We only have what four books out. Minus yeah, we're at the very path. beginning, and Minus I feel like there, were, there yeah. were a lot of like I love first edition Pathfinder. There were a lot of things wrong with it when it first came out. Yeah, right. oh, not yeah. to say that it was a bad system, but like over time it iterated and got better, and that's something that Paizo does really well too. Uh, so I don't know. They take feedback yeah. really well. Yeah. Part of me also can't help but wonder. <laughs> If that was done in an effort, because you could munchkin stuff really hard, oh, especially yeah. for Pathfinder Society. So I wonder if that was like, we're going to reward specialization. <laughs> yeah, they've changed society a lot as well. I also think it makes sense to when you're starting off to start off with specialization, make one thing strong and then allow people to branch out as, the, as the system matures and gets more solid and all that. So, I mean, yeah, there's certainly like better. we're at the very beginning. I mean, they didn't give really in the core rule book you know, reading ahead, like there's chase mechanics that get referenced in the adventure path that didn't exist until the game mastery yeah. guide came out, which <laughs> wasn't that long ago. So I'm yeah. like reading this and I'm like, uh, how am I supposed to do yeah, this without this? As, as much as so. Pathfinder 2E is very much Pathfinder, it's still kind of a whole new thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I will say it's been really cool that math wise like you were saying it's a lot easier on the gm because everything is fives and tens for the most part and if you guys are gaining bonuses or anything like that it's just ones or twos that's it like you'll you woe behold if you get more than a two on a bonus from 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 me because even the game mastery guide is like if there's more than a plus two just lower the difficulty so they've made it a lot simpler so Get on Paizo for yeah. Pathfinder 2E. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Improved. So let me tell you what I hate about it. Yes. Yeah, right no. There. No, no, no. The only the only thing that I think is tough or can be tough is I think that whoever wrote this did computer programming before they wrote it because they like to put tags on things. So in a computer program, like you define like X equals four, and then later on you just like tag X a bunch of times, and every time it's four because the computer doesn't have to go back to the first, like it knows it, right? Yeah, it knows to look. So, but when you said like just tag it with an attack tag or flourish or open, like if you're not paying attention, it's easy to miss that stuff, and it's not in the description ever. They tell you like one time here, and they're like this applies to all of these things that have this tag. And then they don't describe it in the tag. So you really have to know. But on on the bright side, if you're only playing one character, I mean, like, I think it's tougher for Sean. But, like, for me, I only have to know, like, the exact feats I took. So if none of them have any of that stuff, I don't have to care about any of that. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's my only real dig on this edition. And I imagine it's probably easier to do stuff like that, even with the PDF for generally click on it and it'll take you right to what you need yeah but if yeah. there were if there were links in my hard copy book i think it would be perfect <laughs> right that'd be amazing <laughs> right but until we have that technology because yeah. i i still swear by hard copy books i need a hard copy it's i think just there's not the same. five at this table alone so yeah <laughs> so um new idea for we, don't, we can abandon the podcast and make a startup that <laughs> creates a book that you can click on yeah. I think it's a hyperlinked book like <laughs> 
I think they're called pop-up books. Yes. <laughs> I would love a Pathfinder core rulebook pop-up book. There it you would, go, Paizo. Next would, great idea. It would be 800 pages. It would be 800 pages, but I would love it. Just you pull it's the- already 800 pages. What's, <laughs> really what's this dresser in your corner? Oh, no. That's my Pathfinder pop-up rulebook. Yes. You pull the little thing and it's it's Marisol stabbing something. It's great. So let's talk about the first book real quick, Hell Night Hill by Amanda Hammond. And our thoughts on the start of this adventure path real quick. It's fun. It's defined. Uh, like, it gives you direction without kind of handholding too much, I think. So it's been good. I, I like it. Yeah, I think it's it had a really interesting, engaging beginning between the call for heroes and, like, immediately kind of setting up what kind of crazy danger is going on with uh, our little firebug uh, with uh, Kelmot. And it set up a whole lot of really interesting mysteries going forward. Like we know we're obviously we're probably going to be in the Moengi Expanse once we get through the portal. But like beyond that, we have five other portals. We know there's a dragon god out there somewhere and the rest is still kind of like, okay, let's figure out what's going on. <laughs> Amanda also wrote the um, first book of the uh, Starfinder Dead Sun's Adventure Path. And I think she does did that well. I, I always love when she writes and her beginnings are always just, ugh, she's amazing. So this book has you just been entirely, wonderful. But like, as a game writer, it makes me really happy that you look for names. Like, <laughs> I hope people do that for me. <laughs> I, I think... I don't know if they pull the short straw and having to write the first book of all new systems, or I feel it's, like that's the long, it's, longest it's straw. Like that would be kind a lot of, of fun. a badge of honor. I, I'm sure yeah. it's it's like that the thing. The only reward for a good job is more work. Yes, yeah. It's like oh, you're really good at this. We're gonna make you the first make book. everyone learn how to play this game. Yeah. I mean, I will straight up say like I just got an email from one of the companies I write for it where it's like we want you to hire one new person on every book. Core books are the exception. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to leave that to the experts. That's, yeah. <laughs> I think that they did an amazing job with teaching the system, to your point, Matt, that I feel like we learned we learned about action economy pretty quick. We learned about and, – and with the fire and, and – Learn for we learned we were supposed to check for traps. Yep, really quick. <laughs> well, with Soraya's face. <laughs> so my favorite part about that is, yes, sure, you can do anything in any order. We decided to go check out the bookshop first, and that was apparently like a level four encounter that we did at level. Yeah, one. that was a level four or five trap that you guys <laughs> took at level. But one. you know what didn't happen? There was no one like stopping us from going to do it. So if we wanted to go there and get our asses handed to us, and maybe like crawl away and come back later, like. That was an option, and that feels very organic. Yeah, yes. and like we're not getting railroaded in. Well, you can go check out the bookstore, except no, you can't. Like, no. you, <laughs> someone might have died, but if you know, had I <laughs> let our, our lovely trap finding friend find the trap first, that might not have even happened. Well, the only thing that was preventing you in the beginning was picking those locks, which were a very high DC, especially at level. Yeah, that also might explain why you could not. Get yeah, well, I also didn't roll above a seven the entire. Like, I rolled like, four times. <laughs> so. My dice have other numbers on them. I've hit them before well since but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all right oh no i think it's it's a really fun engaging adventure path and i'm really interested to see what's going to happen now that we have one of the gates working my hope is that after the first book things get a lot harder what success <laughs> i think that will happen do you want to do listener questions? Yes, yeah. if we have listener questions. We so, have a few. So oh. for the last few weeks, months, we've been posting on all of our socials, 
that if you have any questions for the cast, please email them or fill out a form for us. And we do have a couple. Is that why I keep getting pigeons with paper tape on their legs? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's just, those, are, those are called tweets. <laughs> oh. that would, that's an Anwar approved joke. Yeah, so that's <laughs> Anwar level. It oh. is an Anwar level joke. I, I have 34 a, episodes to get one in, guys. Yeah, I, had, I had a fun thing to shoot to the listeners sure. uh, if they want to engage with the content. We do. We want uh, more all the engagement. Um, if you listeners could email in their requests for 80s movies that Silver will uh, <laughs> Pathfinderify. <laughs> Please do, and I will do it. I will find a way to make am, that 80s I movies. I am totally down am for down more 80s movies. For this Pathfinder-ified retelling will, of 80s movies. But um, in your thing, can you please suggest that he ends up writing a song and that Aaron himself performs it for us? Uh, at least a snippet of it? I can do that at some point. I'm going to force this until you do it. I just am so... Or if you happen to know any like Appalachian Trail songs, just shoot them his way. <laughs> Uh, all right. I wish I could send you the ones that I wasn't ashamed of, but <laughs> they don't exist. Uh, so we have a question from Harry from Hoboken. Thank you so much, Harry, for writing in. And the question is, if you were sucked into a D&D-like realm, sorry, if you were sucked into Galarian, Harry, what race slash class would you prefer to live out the remainder of your life as? Commoner is a valid answer. So this is a question of what we want to be or what we would be yes i mean wouldn't just looking at our website give that answer i know um, well it's not exactly clear like we i think we've spoken to someone in the past and they said well you know why are you putting your characters you know when we're kind of in the early stages of figuring things out and why are you putting your characters up there and it's not the case in fact the little chibis that you see are us as we imagine ourselves in Galarian. Correct. And you can buy merchandise with those chibis <laughs> on it. Yes, you can. Cha-ching. Anyways, so I'll start. I was, I, I, you know, after deliberating on this for a little bit of time, I decided that I would be a halfling alchemist because one, I'm a little bit of a science geek and two, I'm short and hairy. <laughs> Turns out my feet are pretty hairy. So, well, you know, like it's, it's a, uh, it's a perfect fit. Do you go that way? Sure. Um, so my chibi is a dwarven inquisitor. Because I am taciturn like a dwarf. And also I have a beard. And uh, I like to not see the sun. Can I can tell that about you, yeah. yeah. As his wife can confirm. Yeah. If I could, if I, so every time I play The Sims, my family has a, has a living room upstairs with a bathroom so people can come over. And then everything else is underground. If I could build a house, that's literally what it would be. Uh, I think that's called a bunker. A bunker. You're you now, say bunker. You're a I say prepper now. dwarven stronghold. <laughs> I say inquisitor because I'm I'm uh, just the nature of myself and, and the job that I do. It's all about getting to the bottom of something and, and figuring things out. So, uh, yeah, so that's me. Uh, I I think I would be a. Yeah, you're the only one that doesn't. Really yeah, have, I don't like, really a have a galarianified chibi. But you, I, I thought you were a commoner. Yeah, I, a human I, commoner. I, I am a human commoner on that. I think if I could be anything there, I think I would probably be. I have an affinity for elves. I don't know why. If it helps, I do not see you as an elf. No, I don't. See I, I don't. I don't I see him as an elf. See, we've Sean seen him in elf. the elf ears. Yeah. yeah. No, but I just mean personality wise. Like you're a little yeah. bit too like. Like I think I elves think are be, a little bit too. He was like a wood elf. Yeah. I, I, a, I would see myself elf. as a gnome bard. 
I approve of that. Okay. okay. I think that's a good one. Yeah, because I'm hyper and I can't focus on one thing for more than 10 seconds. And if you he do really focus on one like thing for more than 10 seconds, you'll actually turn, you'll bleach in Yeah, bleach yeah. in colors. It's yeah. ridiculous. He is really like a dog. If he's, like, if he's up, he's up. If he's down, he's down. There's not much in the middle, and his attention span is 10 seconds. Does this mean we have to redo your chibi? Because no, that's no, fine. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> we'll have classic GM, Sean, and yes. we'll have Galarian, Sean. Galarian, Sean. <laughs> when you meet that gnome. Right. <laughs> How about you, Christine? Uh, so my little chibi is a little purple tiefling. Um, because as we all know, everyone has kind of adopted them into like bisexual disaster party monsters. And I feel like that <laughs> describes me pretty well, except that my colors are um, black, purple, and gray. Uh, <laughs> and I'd probably be some form of like commoner or scribe or something. I write. And that's what I like to do. So... You know, watch you out take- for those torrid tiefling romance novels. <laughs> You'd be an epic bookkeeper. I would be an epic bookkeeper. Nice. Or like a guild leader somewhere. Yeah. Like sitting in my little office, sending people off to do things. That's fair. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, Aaron here. I guess, well, my chibi in on the website is a sort of an Aquan elf uh, hunter. Um the rest of the podcast mates here are aware of this, but I have a dog that I carry with me everywhere or take with me. I don't carry a sixty-pound dog around. That would be impressive. Uh, I don't. I don't need lower back problems. Just in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> just yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I can certainly see violence. This is my baby child. Bjorn. No, um, but I. Uh, I'm a pretty. Sometimes I'm. I'm. I, I'm a cliche, but I, I like to. I like exploring things and finding out uh, new adventures. Or I'm always, I'm always down to experience something new, and it's led me to a life of full of weird adventures. So a hunter, somebody probably more on the outskirts of society, and just goes to different and far off places, is pretty much who I am. So I will say, if any of you out there are lucky enough to listen to Aaron talk about one of his adventures, <laughs> it's going to change your life. It's like, seriously, he's and he's got a lot of them too. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> awesome. Uh, hello, my name's Rich. Um, yeah, I think my guy was an elf or a half-elf. Um, and, yes, uh, elf-mage, half-elf-mage. Yeah, a, a mage, because if you could learn magic by reading books, that's what I would do, because well, why wouldn't you do that? Um, yeah, if it was if it was a and d like world, I'd definitely be a warlock, but I don't think Pathfinder has those. So. <laughs> You'd sell your soul to it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In exchange Fade. for awesome power, I yeah. would absolutely be a magical sugar baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think my guy had a, had a symbol of Abadar on his uh, lapel, yes. which represents my job, and also a broken... Uh, like set of um, actors masks to represent my failed acting career. <laughs> so he's a fallen bard is, is his <laughs> class. Um, but yeah, no, it's a fun question. Yeah, that's real fun. Uh, I kind of cheated <laughs> and sorry. And I took it off of my witch Sona, which I use a lot or I identify with when I twitch for those of you wanting You're to You're a Twitch watch. Witch? Yes, my Twitch Witch. I'm a Twitch Witch. Um, I'm, I'm a Stitch Witch. I do my cross-stitching. <laughs> nice. A witch I'm witch. a tea with Charby on Twitch, if you guys are interested. Hey, hey. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, I identify <laughs> Plug away. as I... <laughs> I'm a halfling witch, just also because I'm small and 
Harry. And uh, <clears throat> and that's yes. my shtick. Thank you very much. You can't steal it, sir. We're from like the similar region of the world. So um, it, enough. I told you what I think about the Iberian Peninsula already. So oh, don't 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 touch my dice, please. Hi is threatening to knock all of his dice off the table Which again. Which is already. Happened. I have them organized very nicely. <laughs> oh, do you? I do. Don't <laughs> tell her that. It'd be a I have shame them organized terribly. <laughs> It'd be a shame if something happened. All right. Would be a shame. Any other questions that we yes. want to answer? Um, we have a question from Jen from Seattle. Thank Hi, you, Jen. Jen. Hi. Hello. <laughs> You're in the past. What? Oh, because she, right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes? Sending this in the past. Got it. Uh-huh. Um, she asks, <laughs> who do you all ship together? Oh, no. We seem to have a whole bunch of possible romances. I kind of ship Pondwatcher and Brianna. So cute. Uwu, uwu, my heart <laughs> just broke. Uh, that's on the question. Uwu. Yeah, you want to see? It? No, I believe you. I'm just. I didn't know that you were saying uwu. No. Or okay. No. What does uwu mean? It's like the 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 anime cutesy. Oh. Uh, Hi, okay. Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. I, I want to say that as, um, as far as shipping goes, I find it. Very amusing in in character and out of character to uh, watch the antics as this weird love uh, square. I guess I, at this point, I don't even <laughs> develops. Know. Uh, it's just very strange, but it's it's hilarious. It is very fun to watch the uh, the squirming of uncomfortableness that uh, everyone goes through <laughs> while it's happening. So, as the GM, I ship uh, Silver and Twin Talon. As kind of like a love hate relationship, <laughs> like they're just antagonizing each other until finally we're going to open a door in the citadel. Look, and I don't need our version of Drary. I'm uh, not. We're just going to see them making out in the <laughs> I wish I could quit somewhere. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I don't um, know about you, but the the scene between uh, Pond Watcher and uh, Temad was very lovely. Oh. To, I'm so to sad experience. I wasn't here for that scene. Oh. It was so, beautiful. I couldn't help. And I, after all Soraya's tri- efforts with Pondwatcher and Brianna, it's well, it's better to listen to it on the podcast rather than being here in person, which was very uncomfortable. <laughs> so I have to say, we had to play it out. So I was touching to Rich's chest. Yeah, like that just, happened. Oh, so we were we were actually like there was stri- larping like, going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had to stop me from like taking my pants off. And it both was of like, your very real wives are okay with this. <laughs> yep. my wife would be like, as long as you keep like paying the mortgage, I don't really care. <laughs> so. They don't listen to this. They'll so never know. It's also true. As I was editing that, it was very difficult for me. Just I could hear the awkwardness <laughs> in Anwar's voice, and it was so much fun to edit. I was hey, dying. I'm a, I'm a good actor. What can I yeah. say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone else have any ships? I don't think I'm allowed to have a ship because I'm involved in all the ships. <laughs> yeah, no, true. You're involved in you literally every ship. Us. I don't know how so, it's going to go. So is it's it true. just that Brianna has a thing for elves in general? Maybe. What? Oh. Maybe. So, <laughs> so maybe, maybe Soraya and Brianna. Where oh, did this come from? Cool. In the very beginning, it, it was like there they was a They would kind moment. of also be like flirting with Pot, like, or not even flirting, but just kind of like bonding over staring at Pond Watcher too. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a, what's the, what's the opposite of a bromance? What's the girl version of a bromance? Gal pals. Any other questions? Yeah. Yes. We have a question from Daniel from Des Moines. Can we talk about how these are very alliterative? Uh, yes. Harry from Hoboken and you Daniel from Des Moines. You're all created by Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh wait, but you told me to make the names memorable of the fake people. What? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> we have, we have, we have fans. listeners. We have fans. <laughs> Um, Des Moines. This yes, this question. Hi, Daniel. This question is for uh, Sean. Uh oh, I haven't seen these. He asks, "How should a DM, as the de facto arbiter, handle people fudging dice rolls, stealing from the party, or generally being disruptive?" Ooh, that's hard. Uh, so if it's generally being disruptive, I would recommend speaking to that player outside of a session and being like, "Look, bro, let's not do that anymore." Um. And if it becomes a bigger problem, sit down with your entire table and have a chat. Uh, as for the other ones, you know, fudging dice rolls. I'm going to steal something from another podcast that I listen to. I feel like it's a white collar crime. It's only really affecting you and the table. Uh, you know, we're in a medium where we're recording and we've made this kind of agreement between us and you guys listening that we're going to play everything to the best of our ability whether we get that right or not that's a different question climbing ropes apparently anyone can do who knew right who knew uh i was just going by what the book said all right yeah (laughs) yeah the book was a little confusing yeah but (laughs) if you you know if for us we need to roll out in front of everyone so we can all see each other and and make sure that we are not you know lying to the listeners so uh, at your home games, if it's someone fudging rules outside of the GM, because that's like, as a GM, that's your one <laughs> real power you can do, which I don't recommend doing. I don't fudge any of our rules. I roll most of the stuff out in front of everyone, except for... Uh, that's absolutely not true. I try. I try and roll out in front of you guys, except it's for like the, the secret rules. Like yeah. Secret rules yeah. are rules for knowledge checks are different. He but. has right. never softened a blow to spare oh, no. one of us. Oh, no. <laughs> this is true, Soraya. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I... No, he just goes extra hard on me because I'm his wife. I'm <laughs> just saying, if he was going to soften the blow for anybody, it would be for you. No. No, it would wouldn't be for me, so he wouldn't be showing favoritism to his wife. But back to the, the, the subject at hand... Uh, don't fudge dice. If someone's fudging dice, you, you got to go talk to them. And, and, or if there's a player sitting near them or whatever, like call them out. Like, yeah. And what I find most of the time, I know this wasn't directed for me, is it's people who want to feel like, like they're having an impact on something or like they don't, they don't want to look bad in front of the rest of the group. But failure still makes for a really fun story. Yeah. So, so like, like pa- we have gotten how many like jokes out of, or upon watchers like (laughs) continued streak of crit fails like just because you failed doesn't mean you can't have a bad time doesn't mean you're not contributing to the group doesn't mean you're a bad player the point of the randomizing is there is a failure chance yeah Yeah, and if there's no failure chance then it's it's like superman is a very boring character he has a power for anything he can solve any problem right it's like then have to come up with real convoluted ways to fight and it's just boring having the ability to fail makes you makes it more impactful when you succeed right yeah right and also if your character dies that means you get to make a new character i don't know about anybody here but that's like my favorite part i hope when trump talent never dies but like if he does i'm gonna have a blast making somebody new and it just gives me more opportunity to do a different thing so i I win or lose it's it's just part of the game i hate putting heat to keep putting the spotlight on rich but whenever pawn watcher misses and misses and misses and misses and then <laughs> yeah, we, we get it Joe. okay and misses and then he rolls that that 20 or that that hit in general it's just like 
So First exciting. of all, it's such a relief. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get that victory of yeah. like, oh my God, he did it. Right. Finally did something. You get and to like, also cool. see. It's really fun when Brianna hits her 20s and her 20s and her 20s. <laughs> don't, don't, don't jinx it because so far, like, yeah. it, the dice have not been but, like, in my favor. I'm as sure if you listen back, like, we're like, yeah, hiya, but we're like, yeah, average. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next. Any other questions? There are a couple more. Oh, geez. All right. I, was I, I stayed up all night writing these guys, all right? <laughs> Edward, stop it. We appreciate um, you, We Edward. have one from Sandra. From say, San Diego. Sure. Let's say Sandra <laughs> from... I was going to say Sydney, but sure. Sandra asks, what has been your favorite part of book one and why? Ooh, that is a good Ooh. question. I mean... Or favorite moment, I guess. I, I still love the gobbles. The, the, the mighty dragons. <laughs> the mighty dragons. Those were written I really was fun. Dying. I was excited about those guys. I love them. I think you guys heard my voice go to pitches that you have not heard before or since. <laughs> Aaron, what was your favorite part of book one? I have been ongoing enjoying uh, sort of weaving Silver's backstory in and its dark past and also the fun shenanigans between him and Pond Watcher as <laughs> grifters across Galarian. <laughs> I also like the way you like leak out this information too it's not all at once and it's little pieces here and there and it's in different ways and it's that's, always that's like pretty... yeah like i told you this before and we're all like what, what? no <laughs> and you can see an old man doing that right like, yeah i've yeah, told you like, this oh, before yeah. and you're like uh, <laughs> rich i think uh yeah the the cascade of failures <laughs> <laughs> really built up a lot and uh made me feel strange um but yeah, now that he's starting to not suck so bad, it's been an interesting uh, experience to, you know, have somebody who is overcoming his ineptitude. <laughs> and I just think he's a fun, uh, silly character. To oh, play. he is. Um, I've honestly most like as as wonderfully as this has been written, and all the NPCs that we've met so far are so flavorful. Flavorful, sure, we'll go with that. Flavorful, colorful, whatever you want to say. I genuinely have been enjoying our interactions with, the, with each other, whether it's Pond Watcher stretching with Twin Talon oh or, <laughs> or the, the flirting scene or when when Tamad and Brianna had their, their moment or, or even the, the palpable tension between Twin Talon and Brianna in, in that scene and that we made literally everybody on, in the table uncomfortable. It's like, oh, God, yes, yes, <laughs> we have LARPed. First, oh yeah, you're not actually mad at your husband for murdering exactly. NPCs. <laughs> and yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, I thought about this. Thankfully, we started on the other side of the table because I had to think about this a lot. And I think the one moment I keep coming back to is Pond Watcher running into the room and fighting the training dummy. <laughs> yes. um, oh, yeah. I I would say the two hardest times I've ever laughed at a table was one was that, and another one was another moment that Rich came up with in uh, when oh. we were doing the play test uh, a while ago, like a couple of years ago, I think probably. Um, and so yeah, that's it was one of the funniest moments, uh, especially the 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 quote, um, "You can't." Uh, what is it? You can't pay me to stop beating you. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's right. Because I know we're falling out, and this stuff is off the cuff. Like that's that's absurd. <laughs> it's, it's really so great. Good. Yeah, Matt, how about you? I don't know. There's a lot of neat moments. I mean, I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm sucking up. I really enjoyed the end of the last episode with where Alex being taken away, and then it turns out maybe it's not the order of the nail. Maybe it is. There's something else going on. You know, maybe it ties into Brianna's background. Uh, this person that Twin Talon murdered, 
who went down and like told him like this is why I've killed you and now is alive again. Someone pointed out to me like this this world has resurrection. Maybe you shouldn't tell people that. I'm like ah. <laughs> right. uh, it was fun, but but also that that moment where where Twin Talon gave Alec the arsenic. Like we didn't say what it was, but like he had found it. He gave it to him. Everybody played along, like like their characters didn't know what was happening. Um, and it was just a real impactful moment, like watching Brianna and Temid like try to like save him and and Twin Talon like knowing like they're not gonna save him. Like and uh Twin Talon watching the light fade out of his eyes and giving him his like sentencing, like that was I don't know. That was that was emotional for me, but I think that yeah. If I had to pick two, I'd say the favorite part I wasn't involved in was was the end of that one. I don't think it has anything to do with my character, but it it was really cool. Like that Alec might be back, and that they might have something to talk about Brienne's backstory. Uh, but yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> murdering murdering Alec yes. is my other favorite thing that yeah. happened so far. I I have knowing how this story goes. Uh, and having read every all of six books of this adventure path already, seeing what you guys have done with this story, uh, I I'm lucky enough that I have I have been able to speak with other GMs who are running this campaign, and the things that they say of like what their parties have done is totally different. And I think the way you guys like they're like, oh, look, we should all have Alex talk. And I'm like. That can't really. It's a little problem for my group because they murdered him. What? Yeah. yeah. So I, I just. I think it's really cool though that we've gotten those really interesting character moments. Like we see why Twin Talon would do that. Like we've seen some of Temid's background when like the goblins or whoever was going on about how they were like forced into labor and like you were getting so pissed off about it and like maybe the the characters didn't know why it struck such a chord but like the players did we know Temid's backstory so like seeing those kind of like those insights that you might not see on the surface has been really cool yeah i i've really enjoyed what you guys have done with the elements and the threads that i've put out there and and the books put out there and trying to weave your individual character backstories into this pre-written adventure has been really fun and has been really interesting. Absolutely. And I, I'm looking forward to character moments to come. Yeah. yeah. Like to having a, a, all the backstories because we all have a hook into the adventure path. Right. Yeah. So watching all of that come out, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I know that wasn't part of the question, but no, no. I'm very excited to see <laughs> yeah. everybody's stuff. Do we have any more questions? Uh, we have one more. Last <laughs> okay. one. Okay. All right. So, I think these questions were created before I had the chance of uh, doing the where are you from question because okay. this is from Denise who does not have a location. D-Nice. She's from Denver. D-Nice from Denver. There you go. Asks, does Silver always just roll well? Or does Aaron have a 20-sided die? Like a 20-sided die. Do we need to inspect it for performance-enhancing roles? That's hilarious. No, I don't always roll well. Um, second editions, the modifiers are kind of epic in a way, whereas I average like a normal player would average. Uh, but I'm also, I'm not a combat-focused player, and I don't roll as often as everybody else does. It's mostly because I'm mostly, my character's built and designed to just be a lovely uh, sort of skill junkie, much to Sean's headache. It's ridiculous. But... Um, <laughs> I don't always roll well, uh, but I like I rarely 
roll uh i think i've rolled like three 20s uh these past 30 plus hours so it's like it's just right on the bell curve and then the <laughs> the modifiers are always like plus 10 something so it's always in that ballpark but it's i'm just on the ballpark uh eventually that'll come back and hurt me i'm sure but, <laughs> um but i'll ride it until i can't <laughs> Also, if Denise knows where to buy 20 sided dies, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to pick one up, please. Yeah. Denise, give us some. Even just that, like, that uh, Fable Cheaters die where instead of a one, it's another 20. <laughs> that is such there a good idea. Size, so you never see. I saw one online recently that was all 20s, but one one. <laughs> oh. Let's give, I'm going to give Rich that die. That's like Russian roulette. I know I'm going to hit that one. That's D20 Every Russian time. roulette. No. I love it. So in terms of uh, questions, that was it. If you guys want to uh, ask us any further, please write in to show at thecrackdiepodcast.com or hit us up on one of our socials. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, thank you very much to the people that did send us questions. Thank That's you. really yeah, thank cool. Thanks, Thanks for really taking appreciate the time. It. Previously on the Cracked Die Podcast. All heroes leveled up. They finally figured out how to open the gate. After what seems like forever, we finally finish the first book. What's in store for our heroes as we begin the trek of book two? Find out these answers and more on this episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. All right. You all rest for the evening. Do your resting and heal up, Pond Watcher. Because you ran into the door yeah, twice. Yeah, I know why. <laughs> Should have raged first. Then that would have worked. <laughs> you break through and end up on the Moangi Expanse. <laughs> I punch my way through the world. With that, you wake up. Now the gate is functioning. Does anyone need to buy anything before they leave? There's one thing I'd like to buy, but I don't have enough how much money do you yeah, need? Yeah, how much money do you need? I've been saving up, too. It's, I have. I would need 15 gold. It's a lot. I can give you 15 gold. Um, holy crap. Uh, it seems a little insidious to steal everything and then be like, <laughs> look how generous I am giving things to people. That's so. He just thinks he's I, Robin Hood. I didn't. <laughs> giving to himself hey, and then. Y'all made the mistake of making good characters. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So maybe he's more like the Artful Dodger, but. <laughs> So my concern is that Silver has already seen Temed without his pants on. That's, That's my favorite moment. <laughs> favorite moment. Forgot Wait, about favorite that moment. moment. <laughs> favorite moment. Oh, did you not hear that one where where uh, Temed was peeing in the bushes and Silver's like, I've seen this a bunch of times. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't peeing in the bushes. Oh, sorry. You're peeing behind the, the bar? Wall. I was peeing behind the bar. And everything, <laughs> everything else is true. And then he started spinning around and leaving like circles. And, and Because, you know, like like as time goes on and you don't have as much of a full bladder, the, the stream gets weaker. And so it creates a spiral if you're spinning in circles. Oh, like Everyone's done this before. <laughs> yes. I don't often pee in places uh, that aren't bad. No, no, me neither. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Clearly, all right. Clearly, uh-huh. So are we, are we... Can I revise my answer about ships? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that'd be a weird... Ugh. So we'll handle shopping off You're there. a man of the cloth. <laughs> well, do we want to do we want to handle that or oh. do we we'll role play? It's up to Anwar yeah, do you wanna... wants to ask Silver for money. I mean, I appreciate the offer, but... I really feel like this is something he'd want to be able to save up for himself. Okay. Cool. Then, uh, in that case. Great. So I, I did buy something, which maybe that would have taken place when you're saying this. Yes. Which was, was a crossbow. Oh, I thought you were going to say the tuba. 
And a tuba. I bought a tuba. <laughs> I know about the tuba. And I also bought one special crossbow bolt. Okay. Ooh. That I will reveal if I remember that I have it in 20 episodes. Probably. Speaking of, <laughs> I don't know, I guess there, there'd be a, a moment where Pond Watcher and Brianna would have a moment by themselves would be sparring maybe i don't know what do you think oh we were cleaning out the thing together for All like right. a week <laughs> well so. there you go at some point in in the cleaning she'd be like so would you be willing to tell me a bit more about your aversion to dragons oh um sure uh well I think I maybe told you one killed my family, my village, etc. Um, that is the reason, pretty much. Um, there was one living nearby my village when I was a child, demanding tribute of the tribe. Uh, eventually, we tried to kill it, and it was a whole thing. Very strong, evil creatures. And my mother did not make it through, and I lost several relatives. Yeah, well... It was a while ago. And and you found silver and, and have been traveling ever since? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, they didn't really want me around so much anymore after that because my mother was the one who said instead of giving treasure to the dragon, we maybe could kill it. <laughs> so they didn't like that. Uh, it's not a good thing for an elf to be cast out. And... Um, Eventually, I met this weird old man. <laughs> he said, like, sure, you can come with me. I don't Look at this. I have a guitar. I thought it was pretty fun. So, yeah, I mean, this was a few years ago, I guess. But You've made an oath against evil dragons ever since. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got some of the weird blood on me, and it made me feel strange. I've been acting weird, and... I feel like maybe Callistria has given me the means to which I can make a revenge on the uh, the ones who have done this to me. And they seem, I mean, not all of them are evil, I think, but the ones, the white ones, the icy ones, they're cruel creatures, and they did some terrible things to people. And I feel like you could understand wanting this to stop. Uh, and it appears Saraya knows something about dragon gods or something, and I. She has mentioned previously that she seems to keep having dreams, but we were supposed to have uh, a talk over some wine and never got a chance to. <laughs> but <laughs> she like lives in a cave or something. You something should probably like go that. bring a couple glasses up to a cave. You know, maybe a lantern, probably because she lives in the dark. I think she can see in the dark. I think it would be more deterrent. Yeah, to that's me. not an elf thing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> None of my family could do that. I, it's weird. It's a cave elf. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you for asking. I mean, people don't normally, when they hear, like, my family was ravaged by a monster, they don't really want to talk about it usually. So, thank I appreciate that interest. Um, Your family's alive, though. We've met them. <laughs> yes, mo- most of them are alive. My, my father passed uh, when I was very young. Um, he was killed by highwaymen. This was when we still lived in Corvosa, but again, that was <laughs> far too long ago. But um, why I ask, and she'll draw her weapon. No, oh, God. <laughs> I knew this day would come. <laughs> Betrayed by those closest to you. <laughs> I'm a dragon. No. Um, and she'll stick it on the ground, and Neil says, by, by my oath as, as a champion of Serenre, I 
and your travel companion. I vow that any evil dragons come within our way, I will stand by you and fight alongside you. Wow, he like blushes like really hard. <laughs> oh my. That means so much to me. I can't explain. Wow, I thank you. Of course. Very much. Um, I, it'll probably eat Tamid, so <laughs> be prepared for that. <laughs> well, good thing I can limita- liberate him at least. <laughs> yes. And, and add a character, that's why last uh, level I took Dragon Slayer's Oath, hoping that I'd have this moment with you. <laughs> that's awesome. Aim for the wings, they hate that. For the wings, got it. Uh, Don't bathe in their blood after, you get weird powers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys see something about getting powers? <laughs> you yeah. just appear what? out of the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching us this whole time? Maybe. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, I want to pet my dog. <laughs> Is that a euphemism for something? Pet my dog and breathe real heavy. Oh, no. It's all coming together. <laughs> all right. You, the next morning now, you place the arrowhead into the groove and the portal winks to life. So, we're really doing this, huh? I guess so. Where do you think it goes? I'm going to guess the Mwanki Expanse. Yeah, but like, it could be like a jungle or like a desert or like a waterfall. Oh, I hope it's a waterfall. You know, one time Silver fell down a waterfall. (laughs) All right. Was he chasing it? No, I told him specifically we don't go chasing waterfalls. It's It's just so pretty. Well, it was called Dragon's Gulch, and he insisted upon seeing it. There might have been a dragon at the bottom. Listen. We're going to go through this and probably land in like some sort of crazy jungle or like a dragon's mouth. And I just want you all to know that I really like you guys and I hope we survive this horrible trend, you know, teleportation or whatever. We don't turn into monkeys on the other side. Wouldn't that be your goal? Didn't you want to become a monkey? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about my life goal to be a <laughs> giant ape. <laughs> I think before we go in here, we should go get that spider lady. Uh, oh, I've been to the I've been to Mwangi Expanse a couple times before, and uh, it's good that we got a guide. Uh, just saying, but we don't have to. We can just abandon her here if y'all are feeling that way. But uh, <laughs> I would think we should at least get her. Her people are quite secretive. They're these hideous spider-looking folks. I mean, she ain't around. She can't hear me say that. But <laughs> oh Lord, if you saw what they actually look like, you 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 you. Don't want to be eating the rest of the day. Let me say that. Oh, Hold on, I'm, no. I'm writing on everything you're saying to, so I can we could tell it to her. What, what was that last part again? Uh, they have a weird thing with eggs and how they reproduce. Let me tell you. Oh, but uh, her people are very secretive, so the fact that we can like talk to her and her possibly being a guy, we can get something good just by her being around. Well, and she came through the portal, right? So she'll know about this where it goes. Yeah, at least she does want to go back through. Now that everybody on the other side that she was chasing is dead. She will want to know that as well. And once we did her this good deed, we may be rewarded for it. <laughs> I'll go get her. <laughs> so you Breaks through the wall. Run the six miles. <laughs> I thought she was in the basement. Yeah, I thought we could. She, she was back in the. Oh, no. So you climb back up. Yeah. That, there is a rope there. The hole. <laughs> 
the, whatever the shortest way is. So you get back to Renuli. You explain to her what's going on. She agrees to come with you. She can probably walk down the side of the she tunnel. Do, she does. She just kind of climbs down the side of the Oh, spider. that's so cool. <laughs> After that, are we ready to go through the tunnel? <gasps> yes. What's the marching order? I'll go first, I guess, yeah. Shield up. I'm going to go last and pull the arrowhead out after okay. we go. Okay. Um, I, I'm willing for Temet to go second if uh, Pond Watcher doesn't want to. I have I, one. I can go second. I have <laughs> Are you sharing that out. plan? Yeah. I have one concern. Mm-hmm. How do we get back through? Well, they came through. So I can only assume that there is something similar on the other side. But I do not want all of us to go through. And then some goblin be like, ooh, shiny arrowhead. And like, take it. And now we're stranded halfway across the world. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of GM would do that? Well. <laughs> Why are you staring daggers at me? No, that's no, I'm, I'm pointing a dagger at you. Oh, that's something sorry. I would do. <laughs> that is something you would do. So, Brianna, you walk through. That's the sound of the portal. <laughs> Wow, I don't like that. I don't no, like that noise. That's, that's We're going really... back. I'm not going back. We're going back. It's just this the portal of Calistria, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it took we should me a second, but I got it. That was good. We should keep that in. <laughs> it's like coming home. Crazy. This is why we're rated mature, ladies and gentlemen. It is indeed. Uh, I think Sean is dying. Nope. Brianna. My abs are hurting. Brianna. You go through the portal first. Womp. Thank you. Who's second? I'll go. All right. Womp. Followed by Temid. Temid. Womp. Pulls out a mug and he goes in backwards while taking a sip and staring at uh, Silver. Kind of gives him a wink and then takes a step back. Oh, oh. wow! Uh, Renuli goes next. Meep. <laughs> then I'll go. Then Soraya. Uh, then Silver. <laughs> then <laughs> then Twin Talon. The mists of the magical portal fade, revealing a twenty-foot-wide passageway stretching off to the distance. The walls of this tunnel seem to be made of hardened lava, long ago scorched and melted. Tiny cracks and fissures line the wall, within which an orange glow flickers, giving the tunnel a soft, fiery illumination. The wall of gold and silver mist from the portal glows from behind, while a similar faint glow beckons about a hundred feet ahead. The air is almost uncomfortably warm and smells of smoke. As you walk in here... It is oppressively hot. Oh, God. The smell of acrid smoke and sulfur lines the air. Are we in a volcano? What is happening? Soraya. Yes. These walls look very familiar, as if you've seen them in a dream before. I've never stepped right into a nightmare. And it's just a long hallway. I think we're on the right path to Dahok, at least. Have you, you seem like you've, this is familiar to you. Uh, in a way. Um, since I was a child, well, maybe not since I was a child, at least since I came to what would eventually be Breach Hill. 
I have been having these these dreams, nightmares, kind of, and and this is this is a feature of them. As you say that, smoke starts to pour from the walls. Sweat starts to dampen your brow as the heat goes up higher and higher. The smoke pours out to the tunnel and starts to coalesce into a burning visage of a dragon. Oh, okay. Is it the dragon I'm thinking of? Yes. Oh, it's the hog. Everybody has their weapons out, I assume? Yeah. Just when we walk through? Probably. And he flies in front of you. Retreat! No. <laughs> I don't think we can. We, hey, bow da- we bow down to him, right? I think that's a, that's a, that's a move. No. No? You no? see this vision open its mouth. I'd like to step backwards through the portal again. It's closed. Damn it. I would fire a bolt at it. Okay, give me an attack roll. Scum. Oof. A, a million. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I got logged out. You can cut this out, though. Yeah. It's go right. interesting. It's so good. I did such a good, good <laughs> job. Um, we are keeping that. <laughs> 31. Oh, okay. snap. Okay. So the, hit this thing that's not real. The bolt flies true and goes straight through the head of the vision and passes directly through it. Oh, I don't think it's real. It opens its mouth. Uh-oh. And you all need to make me a reflex save. This is an important reflex save that you should make. Oh, no. It looks like Anwar rolled a natural one, everybody. All right. I'm not dancing because it's a natural one. You don't like the dramatic heft? Oh, I got the natural one. Thanks, you cursed me. <laughs> you have a natural one? I'm okay with that. It's a 13 altogether. Do you have a hero point? I do. You this may, might be this the might time. Be the time. Yeah. You may want to spend it. I'm going to spend my hero point. All right, you have to take the second roll. I know. Well, it's not it going to be worse. It can't be worse than a one. <gasps> it could be a one again. Oh. oh. It's a two. Oh, uh, yes! Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so that makes it a twice fort- as good. 14. 14. It's okay. twice as good as it was. Yes, I doubled my results. First Aaron. die roll. So 15 on the die plus 12, 27. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Does my experience with my nightmares help me in this situation at all? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Pond Watcher, what did you get? 20. Okay. Sir, uh, Brianna? 22, and I'm not Soraya. I know. <laughs> what? What? No. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was also just going to say, like, she's seen this in a dream so many times. She just stands there. Twin talent. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm used to this. <laughs> um, I got a 23, unless that's not enough. It, <laughs> all right. I got a hero point. She got a, point. a hero point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Temid. <laughs> Temid's got a 31. Ooh. Nice. So, for those of you who rolled higher than a 26. Oh, fuck. God. That's me. So... Jesus. Did I fail? You got a 23? Yeah, you would 23 fail, fail if you don't yes. use a hero okay, point. Okay, then I will use a hero point. Yeah. All right, if you want to, would like to use your hero point, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, me too. All right. Go ahead and re-roll. Jesus. It's weird. <laughs> oh, no. They rolled the exact I same am. number. All right. Oh. What'd you get? 20. Oh, nice. And you know, oh. I was looking at this. The exact uh, same I number. I got the exact same thing. Wow. Hero points are great, and I love them. I love him too. I was looking oh. at a formula that would be like, oh, you take no damage from like excessive heat. I'm like, when would that come in handy? Okay. Guess so hang out. on. <laughs> I'm just going to roll these 66. Wait, wait, hold up. Do I take damage or do I take half damage? Half. 
I'm taking half of this. Welcome to book two. Half damage. Hey, I, I wanted it to be harder, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, thanks for that. Why don't we just push Silver off a cliff? How's about that? Oh, that looks like a lot of sixes. It's, there's no sixes. Oh. I see, but see, there are a few fives. I see a bunch of threes. But there's nothing less than a three. There's four threes. There's a one. I so think, it's right? about average, not, really. <laughs> three, 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 four, five. Yeah. So 21 would be average. And I roll the 21. There you go. All right. That's but what's it not plus? as bad as it could be. If you didn't make the save, you are taking 21 points of fire damage. Oof. If you made the save, you are taking 11 points of fire damage. Ow. It's in worse shape. I'll liberate you for at least... 21 or 11? Oh. 11. Uh, so that would be this number. I'm getting an error message. I think you broke it. Freaking JavaScript. God, I hate computer nerds. Nerds! <laughs> that was loud. Remind yeah, me to honey. give you a wedgie later. I mean, you touch my butt all the time, so it's totally fine. Uh, oh. You should have seen us dancing outside. Oh. The real-life shipping is between Anwar and Sean. Okay. Between me and everybody, I'm kind of a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you a priest of Katie? You're the pawn watcher of our, of our group in real <laughs> no, life. I don't have the abs anywhere. I don't, no. Okay, so I'm now going to let everyone roll initiative. Fuck. Oh, Do shit. Do have to fight this thing? Uh, don't worry, we got it. Well, it can't take <gasps> damage because that's what I did to it. Twin Talon. 18. 18. Total of 15. 15. Uh, I'm at an 8. 8. 26. Yes. Who are you and what did you do to Rich? Give me that dragon. I I know. (laughs) Don't jinx him. Or curse him. Silver. 14. 14. 19. 19. All right. So, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Rich, <laughs> you're <Yes>! going first. <laughs> yes. Next that week. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. 